Christians celebrate the birth of the Messiah on this day in December. That's right, the 25th of December, also known as Christmas. And we are doing this for our trivia because this is episode number 25. Woohoo! As promised, on today's episode, we're going to go over part three of our three-part series for Dreaming of a Green Christmas. For those of you just tuning in, check out episodes 23 and episode 24 for parts one and two on Dreaming of a Green Christmas and get lots of really good information out of those episodes. Before we get into it, let's go ahead and catch up with Kaylin. This past week has been a little crazy. I have a church group Christmas party and then a work Christmas event, and both of them happen to be on the exact same Tuesday night of all of the days in December to celebrate. (laughs) So I ate a lot at work, and then I went to my church group and ate some more there, so I was very full, (laughs) but also very happy. At the second party, which was the church group party, we did a white elephant gift exchange, And the only rule was you could not spend any money on the gift. The gift had to be something that you already had in your house or something that you made. This was proven to be very sustainable and quite hilarious fun at the same time. The gift that I brought was actually a collection of leftovers from the swap party that I had just held a few days prior. That turned out very well for me and also made for a very unique and eclectic gift. And of course, I put in my good sustainable effort and I found a reusable gift wrap bag. So all the gifts were secondhand and then they went into a reusable bag and I tied them with a shoelace that I found because I was unable to find the ribbon anywhere in my house. Well, I did eventually find it. I just didn't want to take the time to look for it. (laughs) So I found a shoelace and used that instead. I just cut the hard plastic tips off the end of the shoelace. Therefore, the person who received the gift had no idea that it was a shoelace holding it together. But I did tell the person, because they're actually a part of my Starting Sustainability Facebook group and they listen to the podcast. So I told them, that's a reusable bag. Do not throw it away. Use it again. And if you don't want to, then I will take it back so I can use it again. And they, she laughed and thought it was funny. For those of you who have never participated in a white elephant gift exchange, first of all, I have no idea why it's called a white elephant. Um, but second of all... The way that it works is everybody draws a number, and number one would be the first person to go up to the gift pile and pick any gift that they want, open it up in front of everybody, and then number two goes, and they have a choice of either stealing number one's gift or getting a new gift from the gift pile. And then number three now has a choice of stealing number one or number two's gifts which have both been opened. As soon as it's your turn, you open the gift so everybody can see what it is. So then when number three is going, they can pick either one of the gifts or go up to the gift pile and pick a new gift. I ended up being number four, which number one is honestly the very best one to draw because you're the first one to go. But then at the very end, after everybody has gone, number one now gets the option to either choose a gift or deny it and then end the whole thing. Number two is probably the absolute worst one because (laughs) your options are to pick from the one gift that has been revealed or get a mystery pile. As we're playing, as we're going through the drawing, the gift that I picked, I picked a new one. 
I didn't know who it was from. You don't have any names on them, so you don't know who it's from. I was just saying mad props to sustainability because it was very clear that the bag that it came in had been used a couple of times. And as I pulled it out, it was every piece of it was wrapped in newspaper. It ended up being a candle warmer or a, a wax warmer. There we go. A wax warmer. That was a Santa Claus. And it was, it had three different parts. It was made out of ceramic, so it's fragile. So each part of it was wrapped up in newspaper. So as I'm unwrapping it, I'm like, props for sustainability. I'm so glad that you found a way to reuse the newspaper. So I was happy just to be opening the gift. I didn't even care what it was. I was just happy that the gift was wrapped sustainably. Also with my gift came a jar of chocolates, which was great for the moment, <laughs> but now I made my gift a target. <laughs> And later on, it was stolen. So then I had to go get a new gift. But it worked out well because by then, I think we were on number eight or nine. So I had quite a variety of gifts to pick from. And I, somebody else had received and opened a gift that came from another lady's sister-in-law, I believe. She has goats and has started a small business with all of the goat milk. So there was goat milk soap, chapstick, hand sanitizer, and hand lotion. After my gift was stolen, I then had the option to pick a new gift off of the gift table or to steal from one that had been revealed, and of course I stole all of the goat milk stuff. Another funny story was the girl right beside me, Holly, she had number two, which was, as we discussed, the worst number to get, and she ended up picking an adult coloring calendar, so kind of like an adult coloring book, but it was a calendar. And she was flipping through the pages and I was looking at it. I said, oh, some of them come already colored. And so Gail, <laughs> she's the lady who brought the calendar. She started laughing. She goes, well, last year there was a prediction for a big winter storm coming through. She went out and bought that to keep herself entertainment as the storm came through. She said, it's really not all that it's cracked up to be. It, she colored it with markers and got the ink all over her hand and ended up not enjoying it. So Holly, who had the gift, was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just give it to my daughter so she has something to do. Believe it or not, later on, my friend Amanda, when it was her turn, she came over and stole Holly's partially colored calendar gift because Amanda really enjoys coloring, which at the time we all thought was absolutely hilarious that that gift was even stolen in the first place. We kind of had it pegged that that would be the one and only gift that would not get stolen at all. So good for Amanda. And good for everybody who participated in the White Elephant Gift Exchange. The reason I'm sharing all this is because it's really neat to see a whole group of people. For us, it was all women, but you can do this anywhere. Have a White Elephant Gift Exchange and just have a group of people who go through their house and get items that they do not want. Bring them to the gift exchange and then they basically steal from each other and receive gifts of these items and they end up being gifts of what they truly wanted. That's the cool part. All of this stuff that was unwanted now found new owners who wanted and appreciated it. Kind of goes back to that saying of one person's trash is, a, is another person's treasure. Speaking of all the gifts and the wrapping, that is our main topic of today's podcast. Did you know that every holiday season, about 4 million tons of gift wrap and decorations end up in the U.S. landfill? When I saw that fact, I was shocked. One, that there was so much waste. And two, think of how expensive all of that wrapping paper and bags and tissue paper and all the decorations. Those are expensive. That's a lot of money 
that we are literally throwing away. There are other ways to do this, to save money and to be environmentally friendly at the same time. The first tip is very easy. Save the gift bags and gift boxes and use them again the following year. Even though that they are meant to be thrown away, they're still in nice condition. You could totally use them again. And if there was a spot that had your name written on it, just cover it up with a sticker and write the new gift receiver's name. I actually have some bags that have around 8 to 10 stickers on them all stacked up on top of each other. If you're able to reuse the wrapping paper, great, but don't force everybody to reuse the wrapping paper. My mom told me a story when she was a little girl. Her mom, so my grandma, would make them open their birthday and Christmas gifts very carefully not to tear them. That way she could save the wrapping paper and use it again. I think that was more of a financial thing versus an environmental thing. But the result was it kind of ruined Christmas because now you're getting yelled at. You know, you're a kid and you come downstairs and you're really excited to open your gifts. And now you're getting yelled at. Go slow. Be easy. Don't tear it. Don't do it the wrong way. It just kind of ruins Christmas. So don't don't take it to that extreme and don't ruin it for others. That's the point. The number two tip is you can actually get a reusable gift bag. Just like we have reusable produce bags, but it's an actual gift bag that is designed to be reused over and over. And if you don't have these special bags, you can use any reusable bag, like your grocery bags or an old tote bag, old purses. If you don't have these or you don't have extra of these or yours are really nice and you don't want to give them away, then go to secondhand shops and find other places to get these. And to be honest, even when you're at the grocery store and you buy a reusable bag for most of the time around me, what I see is they're about a dollar. That is still a whole lot cheaper than the disposable gift bags. So you're still saving money and the environment. Tip number three is to get reusable gift boxes. Not the really flimsy, crummy ones that are meant to be thrown away after one use, but you can purchase sturdier gift boxes that are very decorative and beautiful to look at and put those in there. I think back in the day, people would get hat boxes and then save those boxes. You can get shoe boxes and save those boxes and use those year after year. Number four, I actually read this and laughed out loud, (laughs) but it's a very genius idea. Take an old chip bag. When you're done eating your chips out of that bag, flip it inside out, and it's a very beautiful metallic shiny silver color. And now you have a bag that you can use. If you're able to use it again and again, cool. But at least it's getting a second use or a third use. You're using it more than just to hold chips and then throw it away. You're giving it a second purpose. Number five is to use old t-shirts. How many t-shirts do you have where they're was a hole in the armpit, or you got a grease stain on the front of it, or maybe you grew and the t-shirt did not grow with you. Now it's a little bit too small. What do you do with these? Or the neck even got stretched out. So what can you do with these? You can use them to wrap other gifts. Or if you're buying somebody a t-shirt, make that the gift. So if I'm buying my husband a t-shirt and something small like a, a new Christmas ornament, I can wrap the second item with the t-shirt and both our gifts. Number six is to give a second purpose to both newspaper and or magazines. That is paper. If you get it for free, great. I get a bunch of magazines sent to me that I don't even want. 
Or if you're paying for it, like you subscribe to the weekly newspaper or Sunday paper, use that paper. Give it a second purpose. Never ever just take paper and throw it away or throw it in the recycling bin. There are so many million more things that you can use for it, including gift wrapping. Especially if you get a magazine that has a very beautiful ad layout. Even National Geographic will have some very beautiful pictures. You can just use that whole piece of paper and use it as wrapping paper. Number seven is brown paper bags. If you have a grocery store, once upon a time, every grocery store had brown paper bags. Then you started getting the choice of paper or plastic, and now you pretty much only get plastic unless you bring your own. But if you are able to find brown paper bags, or sometimes I'll get a box mailed in from Amazon and then there's brown packaging paper in there, just they use that instead of peanuts, they use the packaging paper to add cushion to the package. Use those and wrap your gifts up. Will they be brown and plain and boring? Yep, they sure will. But if that bothers you, then you can use brightly colored ribbon to tie it up. You can also grab markers or stamps and decorate it yourself. Or have your kids do it. That'll entertain them as well. (laughs) Number eight is jars. Mason jars, leftover peanut butter jars, leftover spaghetti sauce jars, any jars that you have, and you can use the jar as a container to put the gift in, especially homemade goodies like cookies and candies and whatnot, but you can use the jars. You'll be able to see the entire gift, yes. So the trick there is you can get lace doilies and or ribbon and wrap it around the jar and decorate it that way, make it really pretty. And then number nine, this is my favorite. I saw this on a Facebook post, and I thought, that is so genius. I'm adding that to my list. So number nine is, believe it or not, pillowcases. How many of you have a set of sheets where you have only one pillowcase? You have no idea where the other one went. I know I have at least three pillowcases that are all singles. No idea where the mate is. And if you don't have any, then you can check out garage sales and thrift stores and get them super cheap, way cheaper than the disposable paper gift bags. Put your item in it and then just tie it with a string or a ribbon or a rubber band or a hair tie that has stretched out too much and you can't keep it in your own hair anymore. So many different things that you can do with these pillowcases. And I thought, oh my gosh, think of how many gifts can fit inside of a pillowcase. <laughs> that is so cool. What a great idea. I'm going to, I don't, ha- I only had the three pillowcases and I have more than three gifts this year. But the next time that garage sale season kicks up, this is what I'm going to be hunting for. And the person who even posted this on the Facebook group, she said that she'll get them for as little as 10 cents each, especially when she starts telling people what she's using them for as a gift bag. Genius. Love it. As you're listening to this, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, these are all great ideas, but what about the tag? How do I label it? Because before, when you use disposable wrapping paper, you can write on a sticker and stick it right on there, or you can, honestly, what I would do a lot of time, I would just take a pen and a marker and just write straight on the paper who it's going to go to and who it's from. If you're doing reusable options, you don't necessarily want to write all over them and ruin them. And I get that. So your solution is to make your own gift tag, which is extremely simple and not that tough. You can do it. I did this once a long time ago. I was in junior high because I received a paper crafts book and I spent an entire afternoon making gift tags. And they were a lot of work and they looked super awesome and super cute. They're really cool. 
My intention was to use them all on my family and friends that I had bought gifts for. And the downside was that my dad, who was a principal at the time, had a whole bunch of teachers that he was purchasing gifts for. He found them and thought they were really neat, so he used them for all of his teachers. Except he did not tell me or get my permission, so I was very upset about this. And worse yet, I know most of the teachers probably looked at it and thought, oh, that's neat, and then threw it away. My plan was to use them over and over again. So if you're going to do this one, keep it simple. You do not have to go super elaborate the way that I did. You can just grab extra cardboard, cardstock, construction paper, whatever you've got on hand, write to and from, fold it in half. You can do a hole punch in the corner and now you just tie it on with a piece of ribbon. Probably the same ribbon that you're going to be using to tie the package together. Another thing to consider when you're wrapping packages is tape. It's a form of plastic. So let's see if we can wrap gifts without any tape. And you're thinking, okay, <laughs> is that possible? The answer is yes, it sure is. You can use string or ribbon instead. If you don't have a whole bunch of beautiful ribbon, I have a craft room, I have a whole bunch of ribbon. But if you want to take a, an easier route, then just use string. You can use shoelaces, old shoelaces, leftover bits of yarn, or if you have dexterity issues, rubber bands. Yes, rubber bands come in all sizes. You can get your standard small ones that come on your newspaper. You can also get large ones that will go around a shoe box. Rubber bands are definitely the way to go if you want to keep it simple. What did people do in the olden days before they had disposable wrapping paper and gift bags? Do you remember the song? Brown paper packages tied up with string. These are a few of my favorite things. See? It's a classic, but it speaks truth. The last thing that I want to talk to you about. So cool. I want to thank Amanda. She's my niece. She shared this to the Facebook group probably back in September. It was a while ago. It's called Furoshiki. It's Japanese cloth wraps. Furoshiki. F-U-R-O-S-H-I-K-I. I think you pronounce that Furoshiki, but I have never studied the Japanese language, so I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that. Please forgive me. You can actually buy these or make them on your own and save money. I found a really cool article from wellnessmama.com. In that article, she explains that Furoshiki wrapping cloth is a rectangular or square piece of fabric, and the wrap was used as early as 710, the year. And by 1336, they were actually used in bathhouses. They would wrap and bundle the clothes of the bathers, and then the bathers would also stand on the cloth as they got dressed. This is how they were named Furoshiki, which also translates to bath spread. So why is wrapping in cloth so great? It's eco-friendly, economical, and versatile for those really oddly shaped gifts. Common items that you can use, handkerchiefs, bandanas, tablecloths, scarves that are square, rectangular, cloth napkins, old bed sheets, tea towels, and fabric scraps from old sewing projects. You're really not limited on this at all. So how do you make furoshiki fabric? Remember, if you're not a craft person or have the time, then you can buy them, and that's okay. 
I'm going to do my best to explain this. <laughs> it's a lot easier to see pictures and watch a video, so I'm going to do my best to explain this audio-wise for a podcast, so bear with me. Step one, a common size is 36 inches by 36 inches, basically one yard by one yard. If you use the metric system, just use one meter by one meter. That's fine. Measure it out and cut it. You can definitely make these smaller or larger depending on what kind of gifts you'll be wrapping. If you have old bed sheets or tablecloths, then you may need to cut these down unless you're saving them for a bigger gift. Step number two, if you don't want to sew the edges of these because they will fray otherwise, then use pinking shears. If you don't know what pinking shears are, that would be the scissors where the blade has a zigzag pattern on it. And when you cut the fabric, it won't fray when it has that pattern on the end. If you don't want to do the pinking shears, if you want to sew a hem on the edges, then you're more than welcome to do that as well. Wrapping. There are many different ways to wrap these cloths. So check out Pinterest or YouTube. However, I assume a majority of your items will either be square or rectangular boxes. So I'd like to get you started with the basics that are going to work for most of the presents. First, you're going to lay out the cloth and then place the object diagonally in the center of the cloth. So if the box is rectangular, then grab the corners of the fabric on either side of the longest edge and make sure the fabric is tight and then tie the two opposite corners together just once. Next, do the same with the other two corners, but tie it twice so that this time it forms a knot. If the object being wrapped is square, then it doesn't really matter which opposite corners you tie together first. Do check out YouTube or Pinterest for more intricate videos. They have some really cool ones for wrapping wine bottles or even how to wrap it so that the finished product has a handle just like a bag, which looks really cool, but I was not sure how to explain that to where it would translate for an audio podcast. What we have discussed today are all really great ideas for gifts that you're giving to people and sending out, but what about the gifts that you receive? Don't be upset or angry if somebody gives you trash, stuff that's disposable. Don't worry about that. Just save the bags and the tissue paper to be used again next year. And if it does have wrapping paper on it, please do not put that in the trash. It's paper. You can add it to the fireplace, to the fire pit. You can shred it and use it to fluff up a package that you're sending out in the future. You can line your birdcage with it. Your kids can color on the back side of it. You can do so many things with it. Anything but putting it in the trash. I did forget to mention, so for the gifts that you are sending out, don't hesitate to tell the person, this is a reusable bag. This is a reusable ribbon. Keep it, use it again for the next gift. And if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to store it and keep it all year round, then I'm happy to take it back so I can use it again next year. Or be strategic on who you give these to, because if you're giving them to people directly in your family, like your spouse or your kids, then you know you're going to be getting it back. <laughs> I know we went over a lot of information today. I found it extremely educational when I was doing the research on all of this. I hope everybody else found this educational and is able to implement it just in time for the holidays. It is hard to get all the information via audio, so I will have show notes available at www.startingsustainability.com forward slash episode 25. 
I hope everybody has a wonderful Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I will produce one more episode before the end of the year. It'll be short and sweet because we are planning on doing a lot of traveling. But I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Take care, everybody. Bye.